Welcome to the Business English Podcast, the best place for non-native professionals to learn how to communicate clearly and confidently. My name is Tanya Suarez, and in each episode, you're going to learn specific skills to develop your corporate communication, American pronunciation, and career strategy in order to build the life you deserve. Let's jump right in to part one. In today's episode, you're going to learn how to use the STAR method to answer behavioral interview questions. So this isn't a job interview when they ask you, like, tell me about a time when. This is extremely popular in the top tech companies and other industries use them as well. So it's really good to prepare. So today, let's first start with a little bit of background of what the purpose is of these questions to help you have the right mindset. So companies use behavioral interview questions because they can gauge how you are likely to perform in the future by understanding how you reacted to specific situations in the past, how you've navigated challenging situations at work and achieved professional success. Now the expected response format for behavioral interview questions is usually the STAR method. And if you're not familiar with it, that's why you're here. I'm going to give you an overview and give you tips so that you can use the STAR method to help you structure your story effectively. Now, as a non-native speaker, you're going to love it because the STAR method is basically an awesome guide that will help you prepare your response more efficiently and share your experiences in a more organized way. That's why companies expect it. It helps you keep your stories concise. It helps you keep your stories relevant. And it helps you showcase all the skills and experiences that you have in a way that lets them see your value. And as I just mentioned, (laughs) the key thing here is be concise, relevant, and personable. This is your chance not only to showcase your experience, but also your personality. And I want you to not get overwhelmed by all of the things you could say. I'm going to teach you how to really focus on the things that add value. And always remember, if they have follow-up questions about something that's not related that you mentioned, they'll ask. Your job is to show them the gold. You know, give them the gold, let them ask for the silver and the bronze. You need to make sure that you give them everything they need to choose you. All right, so STAR is an acronym. So S-T-A-R, every letter stands for something different. It's just a nice way for you to remember the order. Now situation, so the first one is situation, that's going to be where you begin your response with the scene. You're gonna give the context and the background. Now this is really important. Of all the letters, S is the least important which means it's the shortest. I don't want you to spend a lot of time on the situation. And the reason is you're not there to give a report about the projects or the experiences that you've had. You're there to highlight your value, your lessons learned, your actions. So the situation is just to give them an understanding of how to interpret the rest of your story. And I want you to pick a very specific story. So sometimes within one project, there might have been like five different situations, one that highlights your leadership, one that highlights a failure, et cetera. So the more specifically you tailor your stories, you can probably use one experience for several different questions. That being said, some companies are more particular than others about using the same stories for more. I know Amazon usually doesn't like you to use the same stories with different interviewers or in different interview days. So, you know, ask those questions, make sure you're clear, but this will allow you to make the most of all of your experiences. And I'll be honest, you you have enough experiences to have different responses, 
But I also like to cover my bases in that if you get nervous and you kind of forget some of your stories, at least if you know how to do this in a very specific way, you could dissect your story, like one story that you do remember and use it for different ones. For the next letter T, we're gonna start to get a little more personal. So with the S, you were describing the context, you were giving the situation. With the task, so T stands for task, we're making it more personal. Here's where you're going to highlight what your responsibility was, what the expectation was for you in this context. What was the issue, what was the problem, and how were you going to be expected to solve that problem or meet that goal? So the next step is talking about the action. So A stands for action. Now you've already set the scene with the situation. You've talked about your responsibilities, the specific things that were expected of you in the task section. Now in the action section, we're gonna get even more personal. Here you're going to describe the steps that you took, the process that you implemented or used, and the plan. Now something very important here. The reason I keep using the word personal is because every single person I've coached I think it's a little uncomfortable talking about, it it can be uncomfortable, right? To talk about yourself this much. However, this is about interviewing you, not your company, not your team. So something you can do to make sure that you keep yourself focused and you keep the highlight in the right position so that they see you, not everybody else, is language choice. I want you to make a note on a post-it note, put the word I, and then if you need to, write the word we underneath and put an X over it. Because what I see most people tend to do is they slip into we language. Like, oh, we decided to do these steps. We decided to implement this, whatever. That is not who they're interviewing. So using I really helps them see your value, your thought process, the processes that you choose to use, the tools that you use. So this is gonna help this STAR method really be effective and work for you. And last, but certainly not least, is R for result. Oh, we're going to take a hot minute here because time and time again, this is where I see people kind of screwing themselves over because they forget a very, very crucial component of the STAR method. So the STAR method, it gets more and more personal with each step. However, okay, you know what? I actually don't coach the STAR method in and of itself. I add a step and we're going to call it the STARK method because I find that no matter what level I have someone I'm helping interview for, they struggle with the same thing at the end. So I'm going to help you. You're going to talk about the result and most people interpret that as the outcome, like how did the project end, what happened. But that's not where you stop. (laughs) You really need to keep going in order to make this work for you. So I've added the word connect. So at the end of the STAR method, so the new Stark, not Tony Stark, S-T-A-R-C, you're going to connect your lessons learned to the company and the position that you're interviewing for, because that's where the real value is. The company is thinking, you know, you have to put yourself in their shoes. Why do they want to hear these stories? It's not just because they have nothing better to do. I mean, you're probably interviewing for multi-million dollar companies. It's really important that they see how you're going to benefit them. So even if it's a story about a failure, because they're going to ask you about that, the most valuable thing is what lessons did you learn? What mistakes did you make that you're not going to make with me? You know what I mean? Like you really want to think about how to show them how many skills you have, how many lessons did you learn that you're going to be able to take with you, apply to this position and be better at it than anybody else. So I really want you to 
say the result, how the project ended. You're going to talk about the lessons learned, the reflections, and then you're going to connect all of those lessons to how they make you the best candidate for this position. A bonus tip I have for you is when you're doing the preparation for the behavioral interview questions, instead of scripting it, like writing out your answer and then practicing it, I actually want you to record yourself, and this could be audio or video, and then transcribe your responses. And you can even use like the voice to text features to make this faster. But the point here is that this will help you use vocabulary and grammatical structure that feels comfortable and natural instead of forcing yourself to remember complex sentences. Because a lot of times, especially for non-native speakers, you probably feel that your writing skills are stronger than your speaking skills. And what happens is you're preparing these amazing responses using beautiful, complex sentences and gorgeous vocabulary. But then you might have a hard time remembering that or your brain gets so excited like, oh, what was that word that I used when I when I had this in writing? And so you shift your focus to the thing that's not going to help you. You want to make sure that your sentences are short, concise, personable and use natural language and natural to you because that's going to help you remember it better and be able to say it and be able to, the times that you don't remember exactly what you wrote, you'll be confident enough to just reword it. Because what happens is when you're focusing on remembering, and especially when you're having a hard time because you scripted something overly complicated or complex, your body language changes. Your shoulders start kind of going down, your face, your facial expressions change, you're making that like scrunched up thinking face and you do that thing we do where we look around like the answer will magically appear (laughs) somewhere in front of us. You know you're doing that because of maybe your English or trying to recall the answer that you had already written down. However, they're not gonna see that. They're going to start doubting your expertise. They're going to see that as like a lack of confidence, a lack of knowledge. And you did not work this hard (laughs) to get to this level at this kind of high level interview to then have you trying to remember something overly complicated hold you back. Trust me. Now, another thing you're going to have to trust me with is during this practice, this is going to kill you if you're a perfectionist, um, you have to keep going even if you answer something disastrously. So for some reason, I tend to work with a lot of very like high level anxious perfectionists, probably because that's me. So I really want you to know that I empathize with you, but you cannot spend hours and hours and hours pressing stop and re-recording for one question. Preparing for behavioral interview questions is very, very thorough. So you don't want to hyper-focus on getting this beginning of this one answer perfect. You have to be prepared to falter without failing. This is something that's really hard, especially if you feel any kind of insecurity of like, oh, if I could answer this in my native language, it would be so much better. Like you can't waste your time on that. You're going to have to train yourself to perform and be awesome in English because you are awesome. (laughs) It's just going to take a little bit of mindset shifting. So I want you to prepare. And look, the thing is, the reason I need you to push through is because that's inevitably going to happen in real life in the real interview. Like I've mentioned before, these interviews, especially for high level companies, are days, hours. (laughs) You're going to be tired. You're going to maybe get a little nervous and you might falter a little bit. You might kind of stumble on your words or trying to take some time to remember the story. I want you to prepare for that. 
Of course, we want to prevent it as much as possible, which is why we're doing all this. But you also have to prepare for those moments of insecurity to be able to push through without failing. And what I mean by this is even if you mess up one response, that doesn't mean that the rest of the interview has to be awkward. Okay, so I want you to train yourself to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and moving on in a productive way. So think of it like dancing. Just because you trip a little or miss a step, that doesn't mean you stop dancing mid-song, right? Can you imagine if you like do the wrong step and then you just sit on the floor and go, huh, no, I messed up. I can't finish. (laughs) No, (laughs) it would look ridiculous, but it's something that for some reason people feel more comfortable doing in these high stakes situations. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need to. It's okay. The interview is like your song and it's time to dance like your life depends on it. (laughs) Okay, hopefully your life doesn't depend on it, but maybe your livelihood does. So we want to make sure that you have all the opportunities and that if for some reason it doesn't work out, you don't feel any resentment towards yourself or any regret. I want you to know like, you know what? I did my best, you know, onwards and upwards. Let's move on to another company, another interview. Now, when you're finished, I want you to listen to your responses I want you to write down what you like and improve what you don't. So you're going to make a note of the questions that you're struggled with the most so you can take extra time to work on those later. But this is really going to help you on identifying the language that you naturally use to talk about those situations so that when you do kind of finesse the transcription, you don't want to make any sentence longer. You know, oh, something else to be mindful of. If when I said use simple sentences, you started using and more and you basically connected all of your simple sentences. Notice if you did that and make a note and train yourself not to. So when the thought is over, when the sentence should and could finish, you're going to pause, inhale, and then speak on the exhale. That's going to help you have energy and it's going to help you not give one super long runoff, run on sentence. For more business English resources like articles, videos, courses, and one-to-one coaching with me, head over to tanyasuarez.com.